A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to Hard Currency, the Financial Times weekly podcast on the foreign exchange market. I'm Roger Blitz, and what a packed week it's been. Central bank meetings galore, a US rate hike, a hawkish Bank of England, the pound having one of its yo-yo weeks, and early signs that the European election season may end up actually being positive for the euro. The lucky hard currency guest this week trying to make sense of all this is Sam Linton-Brown, forex strategist at BNP Paribas. Sam, welcome. Dollar balls. Oh dear, Janet Yellen. He, she did them no favours, did she? I mean, I mean, what did you make of that uh, dovish Fed on Wednesday? You're absolutely right. The market certainly interpreted the Fed rate hike as a dovish hike. There's a few factors feeding into that view that the market has, but a key one is language in the statement that the inflation target is symmetrical. Yeah. So that's the first time that's been included in the statement, and the market's interpreted that as the Fed are willing to allow inflation to overshoot by the same token that it's been undershooting for some time, and therefore the pace of policy normalisation will not be very quick. Oh dear, we got very excited about this last week, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, indeed. And the market was also looking potentially for an upward revision in the dots, which yeah. we didn't get to the yeah. median dot for this year or next. And Fed is in no hurry, therefore. That's what the Fed is saying. I mean, I'm surprised we actually got excited about it last week, considering, you know, the reputation of this cautious Fed over several months. Mm. I hear what you're saying, although the point that we would make is that the Fed have now hiked for two consecutive quarters, and there's nothing in our view to stop them from hiking again in June. So we could be in a dynamic where although the market isn't convinced that the Fed will go again in June, it's only discounted into US rate markets oh, at the moment a... by around a 40 to 50% probability. <laughs> we think pricing for that should in fact be much higher. I see. So don't underestimate the fact that they did actually hike this week. Absolutely. A hike is a hike. And so June, you see, and June's perfectly possible. Still, therefore, that leaves plenty of room for perhaps going to four hikes this year. We think our base case is that they'll go in June and then again in September. The risk to that base case is that they could go four times this year. But the market for this year doesn't even price our expectation no. for two more hikes. And particularly for 2018, we see the Fed hiking four times once per quarter. Mm -hmm. The market only prices in just above 55 basis points. So don't rule out a faster hike, just a faster pace, just because it isn't happening right now. Absolutely. And so that makes you still dollar positive then? Yeah, indeed. We think euro dollar is going to continue to trade down to parity this year. Yeah. We think that's likely to occur okay. in Q4 of this year. And for the moment, at least for the short term, clearly Fed dovishness is pretty strong for the euro and particularly strong for sterling. Let's talk about sterling. Oh, my goodness. I mean, a Bank of England hawkish statement we got. We weren't expecting that, were we? Or is that how you saw it? We'd say the Bank of England statement was at the margin a little bit more hawkish. Both Kristen Forbes dissenting in favour of a rate hike. Yes. And the bank sounding a little bit less nervous on near-term growth prospects while reiterating their expectation that by the middle of this year, inflation will rise materially above target. Mm -hmm. But the market's reaction to the statement looks quite extended. And we'd argue that's very consistent with what our models are telling us about sterling. 
which is that the market is already positioned very, very bearishly, and the market is already discounting not only a hard Brexit, but a hard disorderly Brexit. And therefore, going forward, we'd argue that you don't need much positive news to see this type of dynamic where sterling can rally by between half and 1% on not much new information. But what, what, do, what do you feel about the health of the UK economy? A lot of these surveys are actually looking pretty soft. So why not be bearish? We think growth will slow this year, but not considerably. So for this year, we forecast 1.8% growth. But we think 2018 is when you get the real slowdown. So we think growth is going to decline to around 1% that year. And the key point here is we're going to be in a situation where inflation is rising much faster than nominal wages. That's going to lead to a squeeze in real disposable income, and that's going to hit consumption. But for that to happen, we need inflation to pick up, and that's only likely to really start picking up in late Q2 and in Q3 of this year, when the feed-through from currency weakness translates into CPI. Okay, so you're taking quite smart pause positions, if I can put it that way. You're basically saying we shouldn't be in a hurry to jump to conclusions on the dollar and sterling. There's plenty of time for for this year to go, which enables some room for both to, to appreciate. Yeah, I think you characterise the view very well, particularly on sterling, which is that patience is likely to be required. Because in our view, it's not a case that we're likely to get any immediately bullish catalysts coming through into mm. the market. It's more a case that the volume of bearish news flow is likely to dry up at a time when the market's position is super short and is pricing in a very negative Brexit outcome. Well, OK, that's all very well, Sam. But people still want to know whether you are just generally bearish on Brexit. I mean, you might well be right in saying, let's wait, say, until after the European elections, until we get you know better clarity on, on the negotiations. But people still want your gut instinct about it. In terms of how we think you want to trade it, we'd say cable higher sterling against the dollar is a less obvious trade here. Mm -hmm. So our forecasts imply that's only going to be a little bit higher than it currently is by the end of this year, around 1%. Where we do see a much more interesting opportunity, where our instincts are telling us the trade is, is in short euro sterling, where we think you could get a much greater decline this year. We actually target around a 9% move from current levels to 80 cents by the end of this year. Okay, and underpinning that is what? Is European Eurozone growth and possibility that actually, as I was saying, European elections may actually turn out to be quite okay in the end for the establishment parties? Mm, we'd say political risk in the Eurozone has certainly been a key theme for markets, but we'd actually argue that in terms of the directional impact on the Euro, it's quite low. Therefore, by the same token, if European political events subside and are seen as quite a positive event for European assets, we wouldn't expect the euro to rally much on that. Mm. The euro is much more responsive to ECB policy. For the time being, we think the ECB will remain relatively dovish. We think they will continue to deliver on their 60 billion euros per month worth of QE purchases. And while towards Q3 and Q4 of this year, we think language will become more hawkish, potentially we could even get a deposit rate hike towards the end of this year, a tokenistic 10 basis point symbolic hike. That is still some way from now. And so for the next three to six months, we continue to favour euro weakness. OK, what are we going to do for the next three or six months in this period of do-nothingness? You know, you're, this is how you're painting the forex world, isn't it? 
we wouldn't paint it quite like that. <laughs> We'd say short euro dollars is an attractive trade now that we've rallied to okay. these levels above 107 over the next six months because the adjustment that we expect in Fed policy expectations is really quite dramatic over the next 18 months. We think the Fed is likely to hike six times. The market price is in four hikes. Okay. With the benefit of hindsight, Sam, just finally, what would have been the ideal trade to have started this week with? In the G10FX space, the trade that's performed very well this week, you would have wanted to be short dollars because the dollar has weakened after the FOMC, which was seen as quite dovish. And the currencies that have done best this week are high beta G10 currencies, for example, the Australian dollar. So we've seen the Australian dollar rally by between one and a half and two percent this week. And so with the benefit of hindsight, that would have been a trade that will have performed well. However, if we're thinking about what trade do we like most for the coming weeks, we'd say short the Australian versus dollar versus uh, long reverse. the US dollar okay. is actually a really attractive trade because we've now rallied in the currency pair to levels that we would argue are quite elevated. We think the market is positioned quite long the Australian dollar and actually very neutrally on the US dollar. And if we're right and the market increases its pricing again for Fed tightening, you could also see some wobbles in the risk environment. Okay. And Aussie is the currency most sensitive to that. OK, my thanks to Sam Linton-Brown at BNP Paribas. Join us again next week for Hard Currency. Goodbye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.